0: Amen. we am going to let you turn to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, verse 14 is where I'd like to read. We're going to read through some verses in the King James Version, and then I'm going to switch to a different translation, go through those this passage in a way that's more easy to understand. This is one of the most confusing passages. When you start to see these verses, chances are you've heard them and seen them before. Just reading through the King James is a difficult thing to do sometimes. Um, But it starts in verse 14. It says, For we know that the law is spiritual. Process that for a minute. The law is spiritual. Oftentimes we think of the law and the spirit as being on two separate sides of a coin. But here in the scripture, it says the law is spiritual. Now, when the Bible refers to the law, it's referring to the Old Testament law. Okay. Who got the Old Testament law given to him? Moses did, right? God gave Moses the law. We think of that as the Ten Commandments sometimes. That was a portion of it. But uh, think more along the lines of the whole book of Leviticus. (laughs) Uh, That's a lot of law. And it says uh, the law is spiritual. Where did the law come from? It came from God. God is spirit. Everything that he does... Is spirit in nature, including giving Moses the law. Okay? So we don't just differentiate and say, well, either you go by the law or you go by the spirit of God. No, the law is spiritual. So here verse 14 it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal sold under sin for that which i do i allow not for that f- for what i would that i do not but what i hate that i do that's him explaining why he knows he is carnal sold under sin okay 16 it says if then i do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now, then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I'm going to pause for a minute and make sure we understand that nowhere in this passage does Paul use his flesh as an excuse to sin. He uses it as an explanation for why we sin. Why, I guess that you could say why we as humans are sinful creatures. Because we are flesh. If you're flesh, you're a sinful creature. That's that's black and white in the scripture. Now, I don't see a bunch of spirits here. I see a bunch of flesh. So you heard me right. If you are flesh, you are sinful. Thank God it doesn't stop there, though, because we, while we are flesh, while we are human individuals and have a flesh to us, we get to choose to allow the spirit to override our flesh. We choose whether are we going to allow the flesh to rule or are we going to allow the spirit to rule? Now, again, when I say the spirit, I'm not talking about your spirit in my spirit ruling. It doesn't work that way. My spirit is just as much danger to me as my flesh is to me. My spirit. Because my spirit is subject to other spirits. If we want to talk on that plane for a little bit. So as long as I am a fleshly creature, I am going to be subject to the laws of the flesh okay so again we're making the we're making the distinction that Paul is not allowing the fact that we are fleshly creatures to be an excuse for sin right it's not a license to sin verse 17 now Then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. That's about as plain as I think Paul can put it. In our flesh, there is nothing good, nothing good, nothing good. Wait a second. I like to help people. In your flesh, there is nothing good. Wait a second. I like to give words of encouragement. In your flesh, there is nothing good. Hang on. I like to shake people's hand and smile and be friendly. In your flesh, there is nothing good. Oh. Oh. Hang on. I watched Mr. Rogers when I was a kid and he taught me to be friendly to my neighbors. In your flesh, there is nothing good. Do I need to keep going or do we got it? In our flesh, there is nothing good. Paul said that. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. You know, my four-year-old knows how to be good. He knows enough now to know whether what he's doing is good or bad. Uh, When he was one, he was still kind of learning that. He would get the picture sometimes, and then we'd have to paint the picture more clearly for him other times. When he was two, he understood it a little bit better. And three, now that he's four, he doesn't have to wonder very often, is what I'm doing good or bad? And my six-year-old definitely knows when she's being good or bad. And my eight-year-old, who's over there, definitely knows when she's being good or bad. My 10-year-old knows even more so when he's being good or bad. And my 12-year-old knows. So from about four to however much longer you want to live, you're going to know whether what you're doing is good or bad. So what Paul is saying here is to will is within me, because I've learned right from wrong. We have Adam and Eve to think for that all the way back. Eating from the tree of the the, the eating from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil exposed us all to the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? So we all know that good and evil. Paul, he says it again. To will is present with me. That means to want to. To want to is within me. But how to, I don't find. How to. How to do what I want to do. I don't find it in me. That's why in my flesh there is no good thing. Yeah, I want to do all the good that I know to do. But how to do all the good, I'm not going to find it in here in this human brain. Okay? Verse what are we 17? No, sorry. That was 18 verse 19. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do, now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law. In other words, he's saying I've learned enough from this process to figure out a law, not a a thought, not an idea, not a maybe sometimes rule, a law. The law that he has found is when I would do good, evil is present with me. Now, thanks a lot, Paul, for that revelation. All I got from that was, in me, it's evil. When I want to do good, evil is present with me. that's, That's in verse 21. When I would do good, evil is present with me. Oh here's a news flash for you the evil that's present with him is not the devil it is his sinful nature in his humanity so this allow me to be bleak for just one minute because what i'm gathering from this is If you come to me or to God or to the scripture with the question, when am I ever going to get good enough to not have this evil present with me? The answer is never while you're alive here on the earth and wrapped in that flesh. Never. Let me let me say that again. If your question is. When am I going to get good enough that I don't have to battle this? Well, if you find another law besides the one that the Apostle Paul shared here, let me know. Because all I can point to is where he said, My law that I've discovered is, anytime I want to do good, evil is present with me. That's right. That's what Brother Van said. My goodness without God's goodness is no goodness at all. I think the way the scripture puts that is our righteousness. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. That's our righteousness. Our righteousness, that means the very best that we can be. The the very best we can do. It's not easy to process this when uh, <laughs> um, my, my mind went to the slogan, the, the old slogan for the army, which was be all you can be. You remember that? Be all you can be in the army. Um, thank the Lord for those soldiers. But when we're talking about the spiritual... Being all you can be is not good enough. Yes, Brother Joy. Absolutely. There in me, there is no uh, good thing. Exactly. Yes now what yes let me clarify this is also not a license to be rude this is also we 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 call this the fruit of the spirit what what's uh, fruit is a is a product of what 's growing inside right on an apple tree, the apple is the fruit of what 's going on inside that tree love joy peace these things that I should be sharing with other people, should be the fruit of the spirit that's inside me. Now, in my flesh, I can go up and smile and shake hands with Brother Vance. How you doing, Brother? It's so great to see you. No, it's really not great to see you. But he didn't catch that part. Because in my flesh, I can trick anybody into thinking anything I want them to think. That's in my flesh. In my spirit, <laughs> here's the difference. People, I'm going to say this, people like me who are not prone to friendliness. You heard me right. My, in my flesh, I like to be alone. I like to be in the quiet. I can sit in the same room as my wife and not even talk to her. God forbid, in the flesh, because I would just rather not. I hope that's not too honest for anybody. But the fruit of the Spirit will not allow that in me, if there is fruit. I can't be an apple tree and say, I just don't like producing apples. I'm going to sit here while my brothers around me grow and produce and get harvested, but I'm just going to hold it all in. See how long the farmer's okay with that. You're taking up space, you're taking up spray, you're taking up product. <laughs> And pretty soon he's going to be like, nope, I'm going to get one there that will produce. So the fruit of the spirit is what's supposed to produce those things that we think. So here's the dilemma, because we can point to people that, I'll say this, I can point to people. I'm 99.9% certain there is no Holy Ghost spirit there. But... I see what looks like the exact kind of fruit that the Holy Ghost Spirit produces because they are friendly. They are approachable. They do have words of wisdom to share. They do whatever you want to say is the fruit, they can produce it. But if I know that it's not. The Spirit of God that is producing that. I'll let you fill in the blank because I don't want to be that mean and that rude. Yes.
1: Anything
0: in right. What we don't, what I don't want to do here, is create a bunch of um, suspicious people. Okay, I, I'm not saying we should walk out here and. Why are you smiling? You don't have the Holy Ghost.
2: <laughs>
0: Why are you being friendly? You don't have the Holy Ghost. Only we. Only we can be friendly. No, 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 no. Don't misunderstand me. The scripture says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. I, I'm, I'm okay with that, and I'm confident in that. But what I don't want that to be is a reason to stay at arm's length from other people. Okay? I don't, it's, kind, it's like both ways I don't get to walk around judging people. Sister Johnstone?
3: Right. So but that's how I try to explain it to some people. You will have a few of these things and you may your parents or somebody in your background may have taught you to be kind and, mm-hmm. you know, and caring or whatever it may be right.
1: Mm-hmm. because sin had
3: separated us so bad mm-hmm. that we couldn't be in a room without fighting, you know. Maybe
2: 15 minutes and we'd be going at it. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, to the place of pulling each other's hair out or, you know, or whatever. It was that bad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Brother Troy. So, I don't know where it is, but, um, I can have a godly appearance but not get to the power uh-huh. That's a, that's a scripture that says they have a form of godliness yes. but ha but deny the power thereof. Uh the form of godliness, like you're saying, it means the appearance to look like a godly appearance but denying the power thereof you're 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 just it's it's kind of like a hollow or an empty uh shell yep it's like mhm it 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 looks like a city mhm just too it's right no i want to i want to go back and what i said clarifying i can't walk around judging people on either side of this i can't walk around saying man brother in christ you supp- you're supposed to have the holy ghost why don't you love and have joy and have peace why don't you and i just like i can't go around to others with or without the holy ghost and say why why you're just so rude you're just so mean you never smile you you, you know you don't you're angry all the time there's instead of love there's hate this is again this, my understanding of these things is supposed to be for my benefit and my walk with God. It's supposed to help me become more like him. Walk, show me where he walked around judging. The only ones that he judged or ever spoke harshly to were the religious Hypocrites. I don't even want to go there to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Unless he specifically tells me, here's a word you need to deliver, I don't even want to go there. Uh he 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 can handle that. <laughs> um Vipers to one one place that he called him. Yeah. Okay. Correct? It's his it's his spirit. It's his love. It's... It, it, the, the, the fruit produced, it, it becomes more evident when you see the fruit produce something that you know is not of your own character and your own nature. It's... I'll say it this way peace for some people it's almost like they never have peace whether they got the holy ghost or not they're just kind of an anxious type of person well the 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 fruit of the spirit should still be producing peace to the degree that we know what peace is for that person other people they're always so calm they're always so seemingly peaceful that you just think they've got peace regardless i i i use that one because i myself fit into the latter category and whether i've whether it's the holy ghost producing peace as a fruit through my life or whether it's me just clicking everything off and saying, none of this bothers me. It, it, I, pictured, I, I saw this picture of a, a, I don't know, a meme or something like that with a dog and the flames all around it, and the dog just says, this is fine. <laughs> well, that's kind of me uh, when I say in the flesh. Because uh, others would be, oh, what are you going to do about that? You've got to go here and fix this. You've got to do that. You've got to do this. And with me, I'm not saying this is a good thing. but I'm saying in my my nature, my human nature is to be the type. I'm just not even going to worry about that. That is not peace. It can have the same appearance as peace. But it's not peace. Peace is is security. Not the absence of any problems. OK, the fruit, the, 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 the spirit producing peace in me will say, regardless of what problems are going on, I'm secure in God. I'm secure in him. I, I'm trusting him with all of this stuff, not I'm just turning my back on all that. So none of it bothers me so I can try to preserve some peace. That's not peace. OK, now, love, for, a, for an example. Uh, what I'm not telling you is there are no people that, or what I'm not telling you is that people can't love if they don't have the Holy Ghost. But the type of love, the type of love that the Spirit produces is different than what a human is capable of doing. In our love. I'll give you an example as a father. If I did not have. This is going to sound comical. I don't really mean it comical. If I did not have the Holy Ghost. I would feel bad for my kids. Because. I can, I've i seen glimpses of Caleb without the Holy Ghost. When the kids bring it out in me. And it's a lot of anger. It's a lot of. I hate to use this word, but it's a lot of hate. How could you? Why would you? What, how, what, what would make you think? And oh, man. I got to reel that back and try to let the Lord produce some fruit of the spirit here because others need it. In this example, it's my children that need it. And other, another example, my coworkers need it. My family, like Sister Johnstone said, the extended family needs it. It's not so I can say, oh, I got the Holy Ghost, now I can love everybody. No. But the Holy Ghost knows what my children need, my family needs, my my co-workers need, the church body needs, and it allows each of us to glean from what's needed. That's why it produces the fruit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. 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 The, the more we say it and think about it, the more we realize that's not us in our flesh. Sit at a traffic light for more than 30 seconds and see how long-suffering you are. I'll be fine to get home 10 minutes later than I should. It's fine with me if this drive takes another 30 minutes. Oh, I don't mind. I'm (laughs) long-suffering. Not in my flesh. Meekness. Temperance. You know what temperance means? Being able to control yourself. Being temperate. Being moderate. Not having extreme highs and extreme lows. In my flesh, I have extreme highs and I have extreme lows. But the fruit of the Spirit produces temperance. So we're talking about what's in the flesh versus what's in the Spirit. I I simply know that in my flesh, there is not temperance. In my flesh there is not meekness. In my flesh there is not long-suffering. In me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. So I'm going to read 21 again. I, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. I'm going to read that verse specifically in a different translation real fast. Verse twenty. Three. I see a different law at work in my body, a law that fights against the law which my mind approves of. It makes me a prisoner to the law of sin which is at work in my body. What an unhappy man I am. This is verse 24. King James says, O wretched man that I am. This translation says, What an unhappy man that I am. While I am ping-ponging back and forth between wanting to do good, but not able to do good. Not wanting to do bad, but more than capable of doing bad. Going back and forth, I am an unhappy man. I heard one preacher put it this way. It's hard to live for God easy. It's easy to live for God hard. What he means by that is, whatever we think living for God is... If it's me following the scripture, reading, having time to pray, devoting myself to him, communicating with him, I think of that as living for God. If I, if I take an easy approach to that, a lackadaisical approach to that, then it's hard to live for God. If it's not a top priority for me, it's difficult But if I make it a top priority, look how much easier it becomes to live for God. If I know that I can't go a day without repenting, communicating with Him, trying to find His will and living thereafter, if that is my plan and my purpose, it's not hard to do. I heard heard it also put this way. The unhappiest I hope you get this. This is going to be heavy, okay? The unhappiest people are the people who are trying to live in the world and in the church. That's the unhappiest. This is what Paul is saying here, oh, wretched man, or oh, unhappy man. What an unhappy man I am. Because I'm trying to... I'm trying to delight my mind in the, the law of God and just think about how awesome he is and how perfect all his ways are. But in my flesh, in my body, I keep surrendering to this law of sin. And what it simply means is I am making myself a prisoner of my flesh. And there is no peace in that. There is no happiness in that. And verse 25. Okay, verse 24. I'm going to continue in my other translation. You can follow along. Verse 24. What an unhappy man I am. Who will rescue me from this body That is taking me to death? Who will rescue me from this body that's leading me in this path? Verse 25 Thanks be to God who does this through our Lord Jesus Christ. This then is my condition. Verse 25. So he says, so then, uh, King James, it says, so then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, with the flesh, the law of sin. This says, this is my condition. On my own, I can serve God's law only with my mind, while my human nature serves the law of sin. But there's a key phrase in here. He says, on my own. On my own. I, I, I'm this way up here. And in the flesh, I'm somewhere different. On my own. You know, you've seen verse uh, chapter eight, but I want to continue there. Just for a few verses to see the continuation of this. Chapter eight, verse one. It starts with, there is therefore now no condemnation. I'm giving Brother Timothy a second. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This condemnation thing, man, I didn't think we were going to go here. I hope you're okay. I know it's Tuesday night. We're in the middle of a week. But the Lord is talking to us. Condemnation. And it says there is no condemnation for those who walk after the spirit as opposed to the flesh. What that scripture is really telling us is there is condemnation to those who walk after the flesh. but not after the Spirit. If, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. If I told you there were no laws or rules and you could just forsake God from now until Sunday, do whatever you want. Don't listen to your... Your, your Holy Ghost inside you, don't listen to, just go do whatever you want. Sin, sure, go for it. Now then come back here on Sunday. You have to be here. But I don't want you thinking about any of the sin that you did. I just want you to come in here and think about how great God is. And we're just going to worship him. We're going to pick up like nothing ever happened. Are you going to be able to do that? Why not? condemnation to condemn means to point out what is wrong okay so condemnation it's a simple thing but it's being it's having what's wrong with you pointed out to you in this context what that's not going to happen. There is no condemnation if you live after, or sorry, it says here, walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The side note here is because you will not be fulfilling the lusts of the flesh, what is there to be condemned of? Right. Our hope is not in this world. Right. Verse two, it says. The law. Remember all that we were reading in verse seven, uh, chapter seven was it was separating. It was making a distinction between it called it the law of God versus the law of sin. It started by saying we know the law is spiritual. OK, so here it says the law of the spirit has made me free from the law of sin and death. There are two laws. I I hope this is going to make it clear for you. Catch this. There are two laws. They are both true and they are both spiritual because God gave them both. I, I can't come in here one day and decide, I don't believe any of this anymore. I'm just going to change my mind. I don't think that anything written in the Bible is true. I'm just going to forsake it all and leave it because I can't walk after the Spirit. I just keep struggling to walk after the flesh. I'm just not going to do that anymore and forsake it. You can say those words if you want to. And what you are doing is forsaking the law of the Spirit of life. But the law of sin and death is still true. And it still applies. That's what I mean by it's true and it is spiritual in nature. It was given to Moses by God. It originated with God. It is spiritual. The law of sin and death. It is spiritual. Because we know there is a better way to live. Catch this. Because we know there is a better way to live, which is the law of life in the spirit, there will be condemnation if I am choosing to live according to the law of sin and death. Because if I relegate... If I relegate myself to living under the law of sin and death, what I am telling myself is, all I have to do is either not sin or repent for my sin. Not sin or repent for my sin. Not sin or repent for my sin. Eventually, condemnation is going to leave you in that context. And you're just going to be, you're going to have what the Bible says is a conscience seared with a hot iron to where those get closer and closer and closer and closer to where I can't remember if I'm living with repenting or without repenting. When's the last time I repented? Because I'm still doing this sin, but when's the last time I repented? And am I doing this? What I'm doing is living. I am agreeing. I am confessing that there is a law of sin and death and I am trying to abide by it. I am now an unhappy man, but I am also being condemned. I am living under condemnation because I know there is a better way. No, no, I am not locked up, brother. About. Yes, sir. What we do, if you go back, brother Timothy, to chapter 7, verse 25, I'm going to help you. That's the last verse in chapter 7, right? I thank God through Christ Jesus. Verse 24, he says, O wretched man that I am, who shall save me? Verse 24. Who shall deliver me? From this body of death. I'm going to tell you it's twofold. The first thing you have to do is understand everything we've said so far applies to me as long as I live. Everything I've said so far, as long as as I am in this body, I am subject to this. I cannot attain. The point where I no longer have to deal with my flesh. I can't do it. It's in the scripture. It says it right here. The point where I no longer have to deal with it. But what I do is I deal with it. I learn how to deal with it. (laughs) What, What do you do with your flesh? You die every day. You kill it. You mortify the deeds of your body. Every day. I'm going to tell you more than one time a day. Every day, as often as you have to do it, you can only die out to the flesh as many times as you have to do it every day. Otherwise, the moment you give in and don't die out to that flesh, you're going to find yourself right back in the middle of this context and say, I'm the unhappy man again. I'm the wretched man again. Brother Clyde. Mm hmm. Absolutely. The best way I found it in the past is if I
1: felt like I've done a life of common making and I don't know what I really did wrong, I'd say God
0: forgives for anything. Sure. For the Kyle?
1: mm control mm my life hmm No, can
2: put myself, broken, you hung up on that cross and you died to
3: it. help me to die to it, You, know? mm-hmm. you know,
2: Mm-hmm. And trust him to help you. Sometimes we try to do things in our own way and it's not what God is trying to lead us to do it. He wants to take us on a path that he wants to take us
3: into. That's mm-hmm. the pastor's been saying, you know, am I gonna do it my way and they say, okay, God bless it because i do doing it, but am I gonna trust him to do it his way? Mm-hmm.
2: Let him lead you in whatever changes that you need to make. And you'll see there's a lot of pressure that comes off Yeah. You look hmm wow, I am
0: you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm going to point out what you, the scripture that you referenced. He says, "If any man will come after me, the first thing he says is not take up your cross, he must Deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. To deny... uh, How foolish would it be of me to put a weight on myself but keep going my direction? I, I know I got this cross and I know... I'm follow, I know I'm carrying it because the scripture told me, take up your cross. Okay, all I'm doing is every day I'm waking up with the weight of what a sinner I am. If I deny myself first, to deny myself simply, it, it means to disavow ownership, of. If somebody brought a puppy in off the street i 'm going to deny that thing that is not I haven 't owned a dog in over ten years. I promise you that's not mine i 'm denying it. But if somebody brought in something that is mine, a 12 pack of Coke when i 'm fasting, Ooh, Nice and cold because it's been sitting out there in the cold. Ooh, eh, I kind of want to take some ownership of that because it's appealing to me. That's it's kind of the direction I like to go. I love. I'm terrible. I like people drink coffee in the morning. I like pop first thing in the morning. I also like it last thing at night. I mean, it's not going to keep me awake, and unfortunately, it's not going to give me energy either. I just want it there all the time. But if that is the thing that appeals to me as the way I want to go my direction. And I have to do what the scripture says and deny myself first. I do not exactly. I do not own that. That is not me. That is not mine. I know it tastes good, the, 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 as soon as you crack the can open, and that very first drink is the very best one, I know that, I'm not denying the fact that it is a good drink, okay, get this, I'm not saying deny myself as in, oh, you're terrible, oh, no, you can't have that, oh, you're bad, and de- and denying in that regard, okay, not because if that's what I do, instead I'm just going to walk around like this. Oh, I wish I had some coke, but no, I can't. That uh, that's my that will become my countenance. If all it is is about denying myself the pleasure of that, that don't get confused. It's not what we're talking about. Denying himself. Okay, there's a difference. I mentioned. Half jokingly, fasting. Fasting is denying yourself what you want. And that's a different subject for a different day. But denying myself is none of this stuff is me. I don't own it. I have been a sinner. And trust me, I know the way back to that sin. But. I, not only am I choosing not to go back there, I don't, I don't have the choice. The choice is not mine to make. The choice is not mine to make. I don't own myself. I don't own myself, so the choice is not mine to make. So then when Brother Vance comes up to me and says, hey, how do you feel about watching this movie? Is that a sin or is that not a sin? I don't own myself. The choice is not mine to make. Oh, but are you okay with just this little bit of flesh right here? I don't own myself. The choice is not mine to make. I have to make every decision his decision. Not my decision. I'm trying to end, and I, I know we're going long, but I'm going I'm to help you with this. My children, they're about two years ago, three years ago, once they all started to get to the age where just because they are humans, they're not bad, not sinful. They're, I mean, I love them. They're angels to me. They've never done a thing wrong, even though they have. That's a, did you catch that? That's how I love them. In my eyes, they've never done a thing wrong, even though I know they have. That's the way your father feels about you. Now, I had to start setting ground rules in my house, and the word that I would use is, that's not approved. It's not approved. And a lot of times, they would ask for the explanation, a couple of times I would give them the explanation, but I never felt like I had to give them the explanation. I give them the rule. I, I don't, don't use the word, word rule. I give them my preference, my guideline that's not approved. Before you know it, you know what they started to do? And this was a revelation to me. They started to come to me with the attitude Is this approved? (laughs) And you know what? I got to exercise. Thank the Lord. He allowed me to exercise some authority in my house simply by running it up the flagpole. They bring it to me, is this approved? Most often, 99% of the time, I'd have an immediate response. Yes, that's approved, or no, that's not approved. Occasionally, I would be like, hang on, I have to think about this for more than half a second. That's about all they can usually tolerate when, when they ask. When I go to God, I don't even give him half a second. Most of the time, I don't even ask him, is this approved? I say, I'm going, and you better stop me. Oh, you didn't stop me. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You didn't stop me. Now, they're not teenagers yet, and I don't know what all is coming next in line. But, But we got to build on that foundation of... Is this approved once you know what I found a scripture that says that commit all thy ways to the Lord. Commit all thy ways to the Lord all means all thank God. So whether I'm talking about do I have this last bite of turkey or not. Or whether I'm talking about, do I move across the country or not? Do I take this new job, which is a major decision? Or do I turn off my phone and go to sleep now? This is not a major decision. But all my ways means all my ways. And I promise you, as many things as you want to seek the Lord about, He will give you guidance about. So commit. You know what the word commit means there? It means... Show for approval. Show all your ways to the Lord for approval. And he will establish, he will direct, he will guide your path, your decision making. You want to know where I was going with that? when Brother Vance comes to me and says, how do you feel about this topic, this issue? Using this example, I don't even have to give him an answer until I run that up the flagpole because it's not my decision to make. And if I, am, if I am walking in the Spirit, then I get to trust the answer that I give him. if I'm walking in the Spirit. If I'm not, I'm going to, Ooh, I don't know about that, brother. Uh, Let me think for a minute. I know so-and-so does it, and I don't know about that, and I know they do it, and they're okay. What am I doing? Rather than committing that work to the Lord, I am trying to judge that work. It's not my decision. What is my decision are. I'm trying to quit. What is my decision are choices that are under my authority and things that that affect me and those inside my influence and my authority both. Okay, catch that. I just threw two different terms at you meaning completely different things. I'm not going to gloss over that. Those that are under my in- my uh, un- those are that are under my authority because what I do they will see as approval for. Those that are under my influence, they will probably see it also as approval, but they will wh- whether they ever even whether they even know that i was ever faced with that decision or not how i how i go about that decision and the aftermath they will see because they are under my influence i'm gonna i'm gonna say this brother johnson i submit this to you matthew The young people of this congregation are under your influence. Okay, they're under your influence. That that means you, as a minister, you don't get to go to them and set the rules. And I wish you would do this, and I wish you wouldn't do that. And how about you do this? They're not your children. And under this regard, unless they specifically make themselves, they're not under your authority, but they are under your influence. What that means is when you are faced with a decision, your response to that decision impacts them directly because they're watching you. Now, they may never know the question that you were presented with. Is this okay? How do you feel about this? Uh, they, they may never know that you had that inner dialogue and discussion with the Lord or with the enemy. But the outcome of that, they will certainly live with the decision of that. Is that okay, Brother Johnstone? I love Matthew. I, I have nothing wrong with him. That was not about any specific item or issue. Okay, Brother? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you are a witness. Right. Right. Because you are a witness. Witness means influence, okay? I'm using those terms interchangeably. You are a witness to others. You are a witness of God. The simple fact that you are here on a Tuesday night... To try and become more like God means you are a witness. That's a newsflash for all of us. Not, I mean, I know we'd like to walk in here with our Holy Ghost shields and be like, "Oh, I just want to get alone with God, have some time with Him, and then get back to a good week." Whew, all right, but it doesn't work that way. You are a witness. You know what, it, sometimes we wish we could see the problems that a man of God faces in his, it, mm, we'd like to know, Brother Johnstone, tell me about every minute of every uh, day of this last week for you. What sins did you have to say no to? What temptations did you go through? How, how difficult was this? Did you spend the time you were supposed to spend? We'd like to know that, we think. Because we want to judge ourselves against that. Where in the Bible does it say that? We don't get to do that. I don't get to mimic a brother or a sister. Now, Paul did say, follow me as I follow Christ. But Paul did not roll out his Rolodex and say, all right, Monday I was here and I did that. And Tuesday I was here and I did that. And Wednesday I was here. No, what he said was, look at my life as a witness. I am an influence and I am an authority to you. So follow me. As I follow Christ, that is the authority structure that we're talking about here. And as I he he wrote that to the church, expecting them to receive that. And expecting them to follow that and put it into practice. But he didn't turn around the next day and say, hey, where are they? They're not here. Oh, they're not, it's not literal. Okay, that's the point that I'm making. He didn't literally mean walk where I walk, step where I step. No, he's saying pattern your life after my life the same way that I am patterning my life after Christ. The decisions that I make, I try my best. to live them and make them according to the life of Christ. You try your best to pattern your decisions after the ones that I make. Now, he's really taken on a whole heap of responsibility there by saying that, right? We all agree. I mean, if there was just a guy that would come to me and say, all you have to do is make all the same decisions that I make. woohoo! sign me up for that. Take all the pressure off of me. Doesn't work that way. Why don't you stand? I'd like us to pray there where you're standing. Father, we commit all these works to you. Every word that was said tonight. Father, every word that was said tonight, we commit it to you. We we roll it before you for approval, Lord Jesus. God, we want our lives to be a reflection of you. We want our works to be a reflection of you. Jesus, I pray right now, It is your will to deliver us, God, from every work that is not of you. It is your will to deliver us, Father. You sent your Son to live the life as an example to us of the life we should live. God, I pray that there would be fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Let it become evident from each of us. God, let it be as a witness to you, to your goodness, Father, to your love, Jesus. Let it be as a witness to you. God, I believe your spirit will produce these things in us. I believe your spirit will produce these things in us, Father. I pray, give us grace and wisdom to know when it is you that's living through us, God. Let it be for your glory, I pray. Let it be for your kingdom, I pray. <speaking in Hebrew> He would you reach out to the Lord for just a minute? Come on, reach out to the Lord. Let Him solidify this work in you tonight. Hikatahasaya, inamanda lasatahaye, In the name of Jesus, we lean upon You for wisdom, Father. We lean upon You for direction, Father. Hikataha sa ye ikta mahaya. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hikata sahataye. Inalamandara hikasatahaya.
1: Can you just receive it? Can you receive it? Let the Lord speak to you. Let Him take you where He's trying to take you right now. There may have to come some repentance. If I've been doing it my way on my own, my decisions, and God, I'm sorry. I'm here to surrender tonight, God. I'm here to put you on the throne of my heart tonight, Lord. Lord, I surrender. Come on, you've got to totally surrender. You've got to give it all. You want free, You've got to surrender. You've got to turn it over to him in the name of Jesus. Kotay Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. you can do it. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I'm here to. Add i want free god i want to be free i want to walk in the spirit god i desire the things of god Lord, help me deny myself tonight, God, deny myself where I go back home, Lord, deny myself around other people, God, uh, that I don't want what they've got, live how they live, Lord God, help me to deny myself, Lord God, my flesh wants it, but I know I can't have it, I know I don't need it, Lord, I'm coming to you tonight for help, Lord God. God, renew me in the Holy Ghost, God. Renew me in the Spirit tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Your power, your grace, your strength tonight, Lord. I pray for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The influence. got to be careful of the influence. I read that there's eight people in this world, minimum, minimum, at the very least, that want to be just like you. Is that good or bad? My influence, is it good? Is it unhealthy? It's my influence. My influence people see I influence them either by my love for God my desire for God they're going to see Christ in me in my conversation in my witness in my behavior in my attitude hallelujah hallelujah come on he's here for us tonight Help me, Lord. Help me tonight. Just come on. Let's just press in a little bit more. Let's just press in a little bit more. God's got more for you tonight. God has moved every Tuesday night. The power of God has come to visit us to help us tonight. He's an ever-present help in time of need. Uh, Lord, I need you tonight, God. I'm recognizing more and more. uh, I'm trying to do this in my flesh, but I can't, God. Uh, I'm failing. I'm living in condemnation and shame and guilt, Lord God. But I pray that comes to a halt tonight as I surrender everything to you tonight, God. I surrender all. I surrender all tonight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you tonight, God. Let the work of your Spirit move in my life, God. I'm hungry for it. I desire it tonight, God. The work of the Spirit. Come on. Hallelujah. That's why we're here tonight. It's for the work of the Spirit in my life. I'm here to grow in grace and in knowledge of Him tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's why I'm surrendering tonight. That's why I'm yielding tonight. Yes, that's it. Come on. Come on, to whom you yield yourself to. That's who you're going to be a servant tonight. I'm here to yield to you tonight, Jesus. Uh, I yield myself to you tonight. Uh, I give myself over to you tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, have your way tonight. Thank you for what you're doing tonight. Thank you for how you're working tonight, God, in this house tonight, God. Moving on hearts, moving on lives, God, helping us, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. That's it. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus, I need you tonight. Jesus, I need you tonight. Hallelujah. 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, minister. Continue to move and work tonight. Hallelujah. We want to be more like you, Father. Oh God, hallelujah.